الحمد لله الحمد كبير طيب مبارك فيه كما يحبه ربنا ويرضى وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى اله واصحابه اجمعين من تبعهم باحسان الى يوم الدين السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته Shalom we continue with this lesson on Ahlul Bid'ah and the various factions of innovation. We left off with speaking about the Khawarij, and more specifically, the modern day or the grandfather of the Khawarij of today, which is Sayyid Qutb. In the first part, we mentioned that in the time of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there was a man by the name of Zul Khwarisara, a Tameen. <clears throat> and the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, <clears throat> he was distributing some of the wabudi. So this man, by the name of Zul Khwarizara al-Tamimi, he stood up and he said to the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I'dil ya Rasulullah. So qala, the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wailik, wailaka, nan ya'dil, ibn lan i'dil. This narration is found in Bukhari. So, he said, O Messenger of Allah, be just. We know this statement within itself is a statement of oppression. Because we know that the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the one who Allah sent as the Messenger of Allah, <clears throat> he sent as a mercy to all of mankind. He is the most just, as indicated in this narration in Bukhari, when the Messenger of Allah, alayhi wa sallam, said, Woe to you. <clears throat> he said that he... he if he is not just, then who is? If he, the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is not just, then who is? <coughs> so, from that, the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he informed us that from this man, Zul Khuraysara, that from his progeny, will come a people, will recite the Quran, and will not go past their throat. And they will leave Islam as fast as the owl leaves his game. And he says that they will, another narration mentioned, they will make your salat look insignificant. And these are the companions he's talking about. He's talking to, in specific, and also in general to the rest of the ummah. And he said that they will be the dogs of the hellfire. They will be the dogs of the hellfire. So we see that the the origin or the father of the Khawarij was this Zul Qurayshara. Although the Khawarij was not formed as a group. You would mention in the first lesson of the Khawarij, we mentioned at, you know, that after that, after the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had died, <clears throat> and there were still, still companions around, and we mentioned the narration of Ibn Mas'ud, when they seen the people in the masjid in different halaqas, different halaqas, different circles. 
and they were counting stones and they were making tests this, the likes of that, to the end of it, a hundred times. <clears throat> and each one repeat after the leader of that particular circle. And they informed Ibn Mas'ud of what they saw in the masjid. And Ibn Mas'ud had asked them, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he said, <coughs> what did you say to them? And they informed him they did not say anything. They wanted to wait until they spoke to him. And it shows you the importance of taking things back to the kibar, because he is from the kibar of the sahaba. <coughs> and they informed Ibn Mas'ud, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, that they will see, he will see exactly what they're talking about when they get to the masjid. So they got to the masjid, and Ibn Mas'ud saw these people counting the stones. His narration is in the Bukhari. And as he seen them counting the stones, he had told them that <clears throat> you're counting up your evil deeds. And he said the message of Allah, and I'm summarizing the hadith because the hadith is a little longer. And he said, and there is the bowl of the message, the utensils of the messenger of Allah, sallallahu that has not even yet broken. And the clothes of the messenger of Allah, sallallahu is not even yet worn away. <clears throat> and the companions are amongst you. And you're already innovating to the religion <clears throat> of Allah. And they mentioned that they seen on that day, those same people, who were in the masjid, repeating 100 times after the one who was leading them. Subhanallah, alhamdulillah, wa la ilaha illallah, like this. They said, we've seen them on the day of the battle of Nahwarawan. <clears throat> they ahlu Nahwarawan, from the branches of the Khawarij. From the branches of the Khawarij. We mentioned that the message of Allah sallallahu informed us that this ummah was divided and split. In one narration we mentioned from the narration that's found in Turmadi and Ahmed, and it's also found in the 40 ahadith of Imam Nawi. Other than that, when the message of Allah sallallahu said in part of the hadith, we said, إِنَّهُ مَنْ يَعِيشْ مِنْكُمْ فَسَيَرَىٰ إِخْتِلَافٍ كَذِرًا Indeed, for those who live long, one narration says, بَعْدِي after me, you will see many differences. So he says, فَعَلَيْكُمْ بِسُنَّتِي So upon you is my sunnah. وَسُنَّةُ خُلَفَاءَ رَشِدِينَ مَحْدِيِّينَ And the sunnah of the خُلَفَاءَ رَشِدِينَ مَحْدِيِّينَ And he said, to bite upon it with your molotif and beware of newly innovated affairs. In the end of the hadith. So in this narration, the message of Allah sallallahu alayhi mentioned that after him, there will be differences, differences. They will see differences. And innovation will creep into the religion. We also mentioned the narration of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi is well known to all of us. And it's two narrations, one found in Bukhari, other one found in Muslim. When the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu And whoever innovates in his affair of ours is not from it, it is rejected. And then the other one says, من عمل عمل عليه That whoever does an action that's not in the affair of ours is rejected. <coughs> and the ulama, the scholars, and the shaykh, as he mentioned, they make a fine distinction between these two narrations, stating that the first narration covers the innovator. 
and the second narration covers the one who innovates into the religion of Allah. We also mentioned that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Every bid'ah is going astray. Not some, but every bid'ah. We also mentioned narration in Tuhi Muslim when Ali ibn Abi Talib he said that he said that Allah is cursed upon the one who shelters the innovator. <clears throat> so he mentioned these various narrations as it relates to the Qawadis when we first started the first session <clears throat> in relation to the Qawadis. We also mentioned that the scholar had said that in relation to the Qawadis that the ulama mentioned So we mentioned that the Mashayah, they mentioned that all those who make khuru upon the rightful Imam, the one who is in agreement that he is the rightful Imam, then this person is called one who makes khuru, he's khuraj. Whether it be the khuruj in the ayam of the Sahaba, in the days of the Sahaba, <coughs> upon the ayam Rashidin, or whether it be after them, from the Tabi'een, those who follow them exactly, or it be upon any imam in every time. So anyone who makes khuruj upon the rightful imam, this person is considered the khuarij, the Sheikh said. And we mentioned that Ibn Hazm, if you remember, he, he added to this and he said that it is anyone who shares their afkarahum, their thoughts, or they share their opinion, in any time. Whoever says, whoever shares the thoughts and the opinions of the Khawarij, any time, they're from the Khawarij. And the worst of the Khawarij are not those who, who actually physically make khuruj, but the worst of them are those who, 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 who incite the people upon the khuruj with their statement. Because they, as the Mashaykh mentioned, if these people did not incite the people with their statement of khuruj, then the people would never physically make the khuruj upon the leader. So these are the khuruj. These are the ones who, uh, every time as the Mashaykh mentioned, they are the khuruj. They are the khuruj. <clears throat> so, in moving on, we mentioned that, so first it originated with the statement of khuruj or social, social injustice, because one of the f formulas of the khuruj is to complain about the rule of not bringing about social, social justice. And this was the statement of Zul Khuraysara, he, he claimed that the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, was not just in his statement. 
or in his actions of distributing the wobun. After him, we mentioned that there was the people of the Battle of Nahrawan. <clears throat> and then in the time of Ali ibn Abi Talib, we mentioned that the, the Khawarij in reality came out. And the message of Allah sallallahu predicted they would. And they were the ones who disagreed with Ali ibn Abi Talib as it relates to his uh, negotiation with Muawiyah, because between Ali and Muawiyah, there were some difficulties that took place. And of course, it's from the way of Ahl al-Sunnah wa Jama'ah, is that we don't dwell too much into the differences that took place amongst the companions, because Allah forgave them, He's pleased with them. Radiallahu anhum radu an. Allah is pleased with them and they with Him. But it's the way of the, of the Shia, and other than them, the Ahl al-Bir'ah and his Deen, they highlight the differences amongst the Sahaba. So there's some things that took place. It's Ali and Muawiyah <coughs> tried to work it out. May Allah be pleased with them both. <clears throat> and the Khawarij were not pleased with this. And they said that Ali ibn Abi Talib was making himself a judge besides Allah. And they said, Allah said in the Quran, illa That the judgment belongs only to Allah. And they broke away from Ali and declared Ali a kafir. They declared Ali a kafir. <clears throat> and those who followed him. And as he mentioned, Ali sent Ibn Abbas to debate with him. And he debated with them on four issues. And, we, and that comes another time. We can talk about another time about those four issues, inshallah. And most of them came back. Or well, the Mashiach said that about around 2,000 of them came back after Ibn Abbas debated with them. And the rest, Ali ibn Abi Talib fought and killed, except a few. Now, there were some. There was a father and a brother who Ali ibn Abi Talib had fought against from the Khawarij and killed them. So the daughter of that uh, father and the brother of that uh, sister of that man, she wanted revenge. And one of the uh, Khawarij wanted to marry her. And his name was Abdurrahman ibn Mirjum. He was the one who killed killed Ali ibn Abi Talib in prostration. And this is the way of the Khawarij of every day. They take advantage of the Muslims at the most vulnerable time. So as a dowry, she said to this Abdurrahman ibn Mujam that I want the head of Ali ibn Abi Talib on a platter. And he agreed. So he plotted to kill Ali and he was successful in that. And he killed Ali ibn Abi Talib and that was her dowry. <clears throat> So moving on, we mentioned that the methodology of the Khawarij continued. And Abdullah bin Sabah, the Jew who pretended to be a Muslim, who was responsible for the death of Uthman. He's responsible for the Shia form. And the, the Shia are a type of Khawarij, as we mentioned. We mentioned there are different types of Khawarij. We said they are the Ururiya. <coughs> Al-Ibadiyya to Hakima, the Nawasib, and Ahlu Nahrawan, and others. And the Nawasib are uh, a type of Shia, like Shia, but they are on, on a different spectrum as it relates to the household of Ali ibn, Ali ibn Abi Talib. That's another conversation at another time. But nonetheless, 
Abdullah ibn Sabah was responsible for them coming forth, making Khuruj against the legitimate leader Uthman. Then he said, now day and time, <coughs> the reviver of the Khwarij methodology was Sayyid Qutb. And we said he was born in 1906, <coughs> and he was executed in 1966. We mentioned that he visited America in 1948 to 1950. He said that he and his Tom coming to America, he had apostated from Islam, started going to church as a form of research. He was doing a research because he was a he was a journalist, and they wanted him to come to do some research on the Western living. And he found that Americans they had a a inordinate amount of love for their lawns, most specifically for how they had their lawns manicured and their houses. They had a love for this, and he found it repugnant. And he started to go to churches and things like this as a form of research. But he apostated. And then later had a so-called epiphany and came back to Islam, if you can say that, because he still was upon Kufr. And he started to get influenced by the writings of, as you mentioned, Lenin and Alex Curl, the French surgeon who was a biologist and eugenicist. And also, he was, it is alleged he was involved in the Nazis, as you mentioned. <clears throat> and Lenin was, a, you know, as you mentioned, he was into, uh, he was a, a Russian, of course, a uh, communist. So, say, Kutub had a lot of communist thinking, as you see in his writings, in that book called Milestones, you can see the influence there. So, <clears throat> he went back to Egypt after that, and he started to, he joined the uh, Ikhwan al-Muslimin, who started by Hassan al-Banna. And we mentioned that he was influenced by Sayyid Abu Al Amaudouri, who was born in 1903 and died in 1979 in New York. And we said that Maududi and a lot of people in the West really don't know that he was Mathuridi. And the Mathuridiya are similar to the Ash'ari and the Aqidah. They're similar to the Ash'ari. We covered the Ash'ari before, those who deny the attributes of Allah and so on and so forth. So Maududi influenced a lot of people also in the West and also in America. Certain leaders were influenced by his books. The Muslim, the Muslim uh, leaders were influenced by his books. Although they may reject the Metroidia Akita directly, but they themselves may also be, fall into it unknowingly. And they supported someone unknowingly who followed that ideology. Like today, also like uh, Yusuf Qurdaw, who's also, he's Ash'ari, and you find mainstream Muslims supporting him, but he is against the Aqidah of the Salaf. So, he was influenced by Maududi, and influenced by Hassan al-Banna, who was a student of Maududi. And also, in, 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 in Hassan al-Banna was influenced by Jamal al-Din al-Afghani, who was born in 1839 and died in 1897. And we mentioned that he was a, a hidden Shia. And then we know the Shia, they had their true identity. So we see that the people who say Qutb was influenced by were people who were demons. So say Qutb, he revived his Khawadi thinking. And, but he had many deviancies in him, as we're going to see. We just recapping. And, we said that the that Sayyid Qutb was the 
grandfather of, 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 of the Khawadi's methodology and also the grandfather of Al-Qaeda, that terrorist group that Osama uh, Ibn Laden was a part of. And who now, who that person by the name of uh, Ayman Zahwari, he is a, he's a deputy leader of Al-Qaeda. <clears throat> And he was born in 1951. And he joined the Khwani Muslimin at the age of 16. And his uncle was close friends to Sayyid Qutb. And Sayyid Qutb used to visit their house. And especially when he got, when he became a so-called martyr for them, when he was executed, that made him more specifically join the Khwani Muslimin at the age of 16 years old. And then he carried the ideology over in, with the Qaeda, Al-Qaeda. So we can see that Sayyid Qutb was responsible for a lot of the terroristic thinking that that, that emanates today. <clears throat> and so he revived the, 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 the Aqidah of Takfir, Takjir, Khuruj. So they first make Takfir. So when they make Takfir, when they declare you a Kafir, then they make Takjir. Or the same word Fajr comes from, Fatul Fajr comes from, which means explosion, because, you know, the, the, the Fajr, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the reddening of the, you know, the sun coming out and so on and so forth, but the, the, the dawn, the breaking of the dawn. So they make Takfir, then they make Takjir. They make Takfir, they first declare you to be a Kafir, and then once they declare you to be a Kafir, then they legitimize their Takjir, their explosion, they're blowing themselves up. You know, and making their khuruj. So I hope, I hope that I'm being clear. <clears throat> Am I going too fast? <clears throat> no, the, the, the pace is good. I, I can hear you. No, I said, alhamdulillah, the, the pace is good, mashallah. No, mashallah. So now, let's pick up what we left off at in relation to Sayyid Qutb. We said that this man, uh, he's the grandfather of the Khawarij and Al-Qaeda. And we don't want anyone to be mistaken about who he was because there were many people, as you mentioned, who were influenced by him. Many people were influenced by him. And there were notable brothers who we know, as you mentioned from the students, who, who, and I'm pretty sure all of us one way or another, even myself, we had some dealings with his books. But as I mentioned, there were some who were, who were subtlety, but they still were influenced by his books. Uh, to some degree. And even we mentioned some of the Mashayikh who were uh, influenced by uh, one particular uh, book of his, which was in the shade, of, the shade of the Quran. Until they were made aware and they looked into it, like Sheikh uh, Jamil mentioned, uh, uh, Jamil, uh, uh, the Sheikh Lazmi, Rahimahullah, should be right now. Um, he, he, he mentions that he's to have, he's to have good thoughts about him until he's read the, in the shade of the Quran and he's seen his deviancy in Aqidah. And also, Sheikh Ben Daz, Rahimahullah, used to, uh, have some good thoughts until he was advised, or as he mentioned, his student, Sheikh Rabia, Hafizahullah, had advised him and did some detailed research on Sayyid Qutb and exposed his deviancy. So it's important to know and also you may hear the ulama, the mashayikh may say, Rahimahullah, as it means that they respect his aqidah. It's permissible to say, say this, they mentioned. And some people might get uh, thrown off 
especially the new Muslims, may think that, okay, he must be okay. They teach his books in the universities, and people may think, okay, it's okay, that because his books are being taught, and, and, and they're widely spread, they may think that, okay, it's okay to, uh, under, you know, to read and to look into this man's book. So we want to clarify his, his deviancy. We mentioned some of the, from how the, the, the Mashiach mentioned uh, about him. So we're going to bypass that, we're going to go right to the meat of the matter. So we said that he had uh, several deviancies with us. We mentioned some 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 portion of the misguidances of Sayyidina, such as him believing in Hulun, incarnation. And everything that I'm mentioning primarily from his book, Zilal al-Qur'an, in the shade of the Qur'an. He has another one called At-Tutwir al-Fani al-Qur'an, where he also mentions some of these uh, statements. So, he had a concept of a halul, incarnation, that Allah was incarnate in his creation. He mentioned this is the, the, the belief of some of the Sufis. They believe that, that Allah incarnates himself in uh, particular individuals. And some believe that uh, all of the creation of Allah have incarnation in them. And that the only reason that the Christians are disbelievers is because they made Isa alone Allah instead of making the rest of the creation with him Allah. If they would have if he if they would have done that, then these group of disbelievers who claim to be Muslims, they left Islam by having this thought. These Sufis who believe that, they are, <coughs> they say that these Christians are only disbelievers because they did not make the rest of the creation Allah with Isa. And if they would have done that they would have been perfect believers. This is what they say. This is their ideology. Those Sufis of old. Now, the Sufis today who may believe in Hulul, they may don't, especially the ignorant ones, they may not know this because they, they don't, they may not have read these things in, this, in, the, in the Sufi mystics uh, books and so on and so forth. They're just blindly following their, their leaders. And this is why the Mashiach say those people like that, we don't make open taxier upon them. We don't say, we say as a whole, that ideology, Akita itself, it's kufr, and those people are cast as a whole. But specifically now, we have to, you know, like we have to make sure that we uh, establish the hijjah upon the juhal, those who are blindly following people who don't even know uh, Alex from that, so to speak. So he believes in halul. Also, he believes in wahdat al-wajud, that the true presence in reality is Allah. He believes in wahdat al-wajud. And this is also a belief of the Sufis, like Ibn Arabi. Now, Ibn al-Arabi, the, the Maliki scholar, the Ibn Arabi, the Sufi scholar in the 4th century, who said that the pig, the dog, the rat, these are true gods. So, uh, so he, kutub, he believes in Wahdatul Wajud. And you can find this in his book, in the Shade of the Quran, where he said, وَلَيْسَ حُنَكَ وَجُودَ حَتَقِي إِلَّا وَجُودَهُ we said there's no there's no uh, existence in reality except his existence. So in other words, everything that exists in reality is Allah. And that's the belief of the Sufis of Wahdatul Wajud. So he said in his own writing, in his tafsir of Surah Al-Ikhlas, Surah Al-Ikhlas, in his tafsir of Surah Al-Ikhlas, where Allah himself is, he's, uh, he's, 
uh, making himself, he's unifying himself into one deity, freeing himself of multiple multiplicity, of being multiple deities. So Allah himself is saying that. But here, and even if you look at the language itself, you, how can you understand that, that it means Wahdatun Wajud, but it shows you the ignorance of this individual. But he said, وَلَيْسَ خِلَاكْ وَجُودْ حَقِيقِي إِلَّا وَجُودِهِ That there's no existence in reality except this existence. And this is the concept of Wahdatun Wajud. He also, Sayyid Qutb, he believed in Wahdatun Adyan. He believed in the unification of religion. And this is not permissible. And in fact, he believed that Islam was a mixture, a smorgasbord of Christianity and Judaism and Islam mixed together. When I read the lie, this is falsehood. This is falsehood. Also, uh, he made ta'atil with the sifat Allah. He, he made negation of some of the sifat of Allah. He made negation of some of the sifat of Allah. Uh, and, and one such negation you find in his, uh, in Shaykh the Quran, where, where, where Allah, we mentioned about him ascending over the throne. Where Allah, we notice like seven different ayat where Allah mentions him, he mentions in different ways. Like when he says, Ar-Rahmanu istawa al-Arsh, or, uh, you know, that the most merciful ascended over his throne. There's many different ways it's mentioned in the Quran. So he, he said that this istiwa, it is something that is figurative. It is an illusion for control or dominance or dominion. So he, he, he negates this sifa from the sifat of Allah, this, this, this description of action, not of self, but of action. He, he, he negates this from Allah. He does not accept, and he has the ash'ari opinion in this, you know, uh, that is an illusion for control. Because they add, they add, you know, uh, a lamb, and it's Iskola, they add a lamb to it and change the meaning. And the Ashari, they do that based on a Christian warrior who he went into a town and he took over a town and he used his poetry, the word Iskola, and he explained it to mean dominance and control. So the Ashari got their understanding of this, this sifat of Allah, this sifat from the sifat of Allah, from a Christian poet who was a warrior who took over a town, so his ideology, his opinion, has nothing to do with the book and the sunnah. So we see say, that he, uh, he, he denies this description of Allah ascending over his throne. He also say, he also he denies the believers seeing Allah in the, the akhirah, in the next life. Not in this life, of course. You know we cannot see him. As Allah said to Musa, Lantarani, you will not see me. You will not see me. So we know that we cannot see Allah in this life. We cannot see him in this life, but we see him in the next life, those believers who, who Allah enters them into the Jannah. So we know that uh, we will see Allah. And you know, proof for that, but he denies the, the believers seeing Allah in, in, the, in Dar al Akhirah, in the next life. He also lived Ta'an. Upon the Khulafa Rashidin. And more specifically, more specifically, he makes it upon Uthman ibn Hassan. He, he makes, uh, Ta'an upon him. He, he speaks bad about Uthman and those who live in his time from the, from the, from the noble companions of one Allah alayhim. For instance, he said that Uthman, he has senality. 
meaning that he was getting old. He was an old man. He was an old man, so therefore in his in his old age, of course, he couldn't judge properly. So also he said that uh the man misappropriated the funds of the basin man, the public treasury. He also made taxir on the ummah. He made taxir on the ummah by saying that the whole Islamic world is in the state of Jahaliyyah. The whole Islamic world is in the state of Jahaliyyah. So if you say Jahaliyyah, he didn't say partially, he said Jahaliyyah. Jahaliyyah means everything that came before the sinning of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa which of course uh, in between Isa and his time was 600 years. So that means that in that time frame, people were upon, except they were upon, the, still upon the, the, the religion of Isa or upon the way, like you have some of the people in the time of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they were upon the way of Ibrahim but all else were upon Kufr. So he says that the Muslim world is in the state of Jahiliyyah, he's making taqfir on the whole ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Also he made taqfir on Banu Umayma. Also he accused Muawiyah and Amr ibn al-As, the Lord of them both, of nifaq, of being hypocrites. And he also uh, accused them of khiyana, right? He accused them of deception and he also accused them of treachery. These are the companions he's talking about. The ones who Allah said, Radullahu anhum wa radu an. And we know that the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Do not uh, uh, speak bad about my companions. Do not curse my companions. We also know in Bukhari, the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Love of the Ansar is part of Iman. So, 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 and many different narrations of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So, let's say, Kutub, he accuses these companions. Muawiyah, Amr ibn al-As, Kursaman, Wakazalik of Nifaq, of you know finality, of misappropriating funds, of betrayal, of deception, of treachery. <clears throat> also, Sayyid uh, Qutb, his ideology is that al jihad, durura, al-dawa, idha kanat ahdafaha hi alan tahrir al-insan. So Sayyid Qutb also believed that jihad was necessary for da'wah, meaning jihad, fighting physically. But of course, you know there's shurut that are intact, conditions that are intact with jihad. But he believed that jihad was a necessary component for da'wah if it was to meet the objectives of liberating the people. If it was to meet the objective of liberation of the people. Because da'wah itself is the greatest jihad that the Sheikh mentioned. And Allah said in the Quran, وَمَنْ أَحْسُنُ قَوْلًا مِنْ مَا دَعِينَ اللَّهِ وَعَمَلَ صَالِحًا وَقَالَ إِنَّنِي مِنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ And Allah says in the Quran, who is better in speech? The one who calls to Allah and says, I'm, I'm a Muslim. Right? So, the, the Mashaykh say, especially Shaykh bin Baz, Rahimahullah, I believe Shaykh bin Baz and Shaykh Muhammad Salih, they said in the West, more specifically like in America, that our jihad is da'wah. Our jihad is da'wah, and likewise in those places, we don't have the, uh, the, the, the you're not behind the Muslim ruler fighting jihad, peace of Allah, or like when the, the, like when the, when the, 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 the Islamic uh, rulers of, of Saudi, of the Islamic of Saudi, when they, uh, in the Mashaykh encouraged them, and they uh, uh, encouraged the people from the globe to go fight in Afghanistan at the time when the Russians, 
uh, when it, we're, we're uh, at odds with them and the Mashiach listens to the people to fight, these types of things were permissible. But now that day and time, for those people who stand up by themselves, these groups like the Khawarij and Jamaat al-Jihad and Al-Qaeda and Al-Nusra and all these other different groups, you know, the, uh, the Shabab in Somalia and all these other different groups, you know, Abdul Azam, who is, you know, who's no longer living, who came to Texas and started to rile the people up, you know, and, and all the people like them, all these different groups who were to call the people to jihad, they don't have the authority to do so. And even ISIS, who have no authority to do so. No authority to call. This is not permissible. So Sayyid Qutb said that jihad is a necessary component for da'wah. If it is the objective of liberating the people, no, no. Liberating the people by causing them to tawheed and moving the shirt from them. This liberates the people. There's other, also his ideology, and I hope that I'm not going too fast. Please forgive me. Also, say Qutb that that one who was upon the way of Akhwani Muslimin, who's the grandfather of the Khawarij and Al Qaeda, he also believes. ولم تكون الدعوة في أول أحدها في وضيع أقوي ولا أفضل منها الآن ونعوذ بالله. He said that there's not a da'wah in the beginning of his time in a position that is أقوي ولا أفضل that is more stronger and more virtuous منها الآن. From it, except now. So in other words, he said that the best da'wah, the best time of the da'wah, that's the most strongest and the most virtuous, is in his time. In fact, it's the weakest. Because the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said in Bukhari, He said that the best of generations is my generation. And those that come after them. They know they come after them. The first three generations. So this hadith proves him wrong because in the best generation, I mean, they're also the best in da'wah. Also, as he mentioned earlier, the hadith of the Messenger of Allah, he was telling me, say, for those who live long after me, you will see many differences. So, so, so here the Messenger of Allah, he said that, for those who know after me, you see the differences. So he's showing you that after him, the da'wah starts to deplete. And he said that, so therefore, upon you, my sunnah, he brings you back to the best time. His sunnah. And the school khulafa rashidin and showing the sunnah of his people of his generation. That he says, bite upon with your monarchies to the end of the nation. The statement of Sayyid Qutb is a, is a contradiction and a denial of what the message of Allah وسلم, said. Also, he said, this he has a statement of that the Quran is created. The Quran is created. And we know this is not from the way of Ahl Sunnati with Jama'ah. We know the Quran is Kalam Allah, Walaysa Makhluk. It is the Kalam of Allah. And it is not created. But we don't just say the Kalam of Allah. We also, we also add, and it's not created. It's the claim of Allah, and it sits down with his knowledge. And we know the Jahmiyyah in the time of Imam Ahmed, thought about Jahmiyyah in the time of Safwan, 
that this this uh, belief was uh, was uh, strong in the time of Imam Ahmed amongst those people, and they used to persecute people upon that belief, and it started to 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 spread after that, and to the point today you find people like Yusuf Estes, may Allah guide him to that which is correct. You find him comparing the Quran to a dollar bill. There's nothing more like than, than, than something printed on, on a dollar bill. So the Quran is nothing more like, you know, some words printed on a sheet of paper. This is how he compared the Quran. In other words, the Quran is created in the sight of Yusuf Estes, and may Allah guide him. May Allah guide him. And we hope that we can see him again, because we've seen him in the earlier days, when he was a follower of, uh, of Hamza Yusuf, that Sufi Maturidi, who is Maturidiya. Hamza Yusuf is one who follows the way of Maturidiya also. And he said the true belief is the belief of Maturidiya. And he said that, after he said that it was the majority of, of people, it was the majority of Aqidah in the 4th century. But that statement itself shows the falsity of it. Because it's after the way of the Prophet It's not the majority, because the Prophet said that the Christians, the Jews broke the 71 sects, and the Christians broke the 72 sects, and not only broke the 73 sects, Kula Hassan Nari, Illa Wahid. All of them in the fire except one. They said, Who are they, O Messenger of Allah? He said, Those who are power I'm upon and I can't hide this day. So, so Hamza Yusuf retreated himself in that statement by saying that it was the majority of the Aqidah, of the people in the 4th century, the way of Matradiyya. But that shows you it's bottom because, because it's something after the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So it's not upon what the Messenger was upon. And it's not about the majority. It's about the Haq. It's about the Haq. So, this Sayyid Qutb, and in the society also, we, like we mentioned, we hope that we can see Hamza Yusuf Estes, because when we talk to him in the past about his, his, his support of Hamza Yusuf, he took the advice. And I gave him every point of his Sufiya and what he was upon in the Mithradiya belief, Mithradiya. And I told him that the Zaytuna Institute there in California, that is Sufi and so on and so forth. And he took everything that I said in that two-hour conversation. And he went himself to California and he seen it and he came back and he told me, as soon as he came back, that I've been witness everything he said is correct and I free myself from Hamza Yusuf. So I'm be just. I'm going to be just. I hope that I can see him again so I can also mention him the statement of, the, of his uh, statement of the Quran being created. Because this is an erroneous uh, statement. Also, his support of the Iranian government saying that they're the only Islamic state. They're Shia from the Rawafah, from the most extreme of the Shia. So may Allah guide that Yusuf Esti to the correct Aqid of Ahl Sunnati wa Jama'ah and keep his tongue away from speaking that which he has no knowledge of. But nonetheless, he in our time also holds his belief of Qutb. He said that the Quran is created. Because he said in his tafsir of Surah Al-Anqabut, the 29th surah of the Quran, and it's Zilal Al-Quran, and it's in the shade of the Quran. He says that in relation to Allah, or, 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 or the speech of Allah, he says because it is from that in which Allah manufactured or created and not from that in which is manufactured by the people. So he, he fell short. He fell short. Because Allah's speech is not created. The Kalam Allah is from the Sifat. It's a Sifa from the Sifat of Allah. Vatiya, of Himself. Perfect speech. 
The Quran is Kalam Allah wa laysa makhluk. So also from the, the, the deviant <coughs> also from the deviant statement of Say Qutb is that the Kalam Allah and his Tafsir of Surah Al-Najm he believes in the shade of the Quran he believes that the Kalam of Allah then Mawsiqu well Anashid he believes that the Quran the Kalam Allah is like music and like Anashid when I would be laughed this is what he said himself in his own Tafsir in the shade of the Quran, in Surah Al-Najm. Also, he made Ta'an. His Ta'an, Ta'anuhu fi Nabi Allah Musa alayhi salam. He made Ta'an against Musa. He spoke vile about Musa alayhi salam. And he accused him of Asariya. He accused him of Asariya. So, in closing, these are some of the many transgressions in aqidah, in belief, creed, the correct creed of Ahlul Sunnah wa Jama'ah. This is, the, this is the, some of the misguidances of Sayyid in relation to the belief of Islam. So, how could one feel safe in following his ideology of khuruj? And along with these deviant beliefs, that they will be guided aright. So we must be careful and beware of this modern-day Kharaji from the Khawarij, Sayyid, Sayyid Qudr, who misled many, and who's responsible for, as I mentioned, the, 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 uh, the founding of Al-Qaeda, based on his ideology, and who influenced many of the people, as I mentioned, Abdullah Azam and others, who came to the West, pushing their Khariji methodology. So we, we ask Allah's safety from this creed, and that Allah place our feet firmly upon the creed of Ahlatunati with Jamaat. So we say with that, anything that we say is correct from Allah, from Allah alone, that we say from mistakes of myself and the Shaitan. <coughs> We ask Allah for forgiveness for any, any inconsistencies in our statements, any mistakes in our, in our speech, any, any mistakes in our presentation, any angle, in, in, in any aspect. And we say, Subhanakallah, we speak. Ashadu an la ilaha ila ayn, astaghfirullah kutub ilayk. Aqoola qali hadha, astaghfirullah li wa lakum. Wa nafsullah kutub ilayk. Hafidhukum Allah. إنكم شاركنكم في سيد جناته السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته